Hello, and welcome to the Pixels and Ink podcast, episode 182. I'm Brendan Fry, editor-in-chief at CG Magazine, and I am hosting today because Melanie is sadly sick. I am. It's a smaller cast today, but we are joined by Jordan Biotti. Howdy. And Phil Brown. How's it man? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Woo. She's Mel isn't sick. She's recovering from Yeah, she got her eyeballs. Yeah. Okay, yeah. health replaced. issues. She got her eyeballs scraped out. <laughs> she's got bionic She's coming eyes now. back in. Should be, should be good, though. Yeah. 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 So we're going to go right into the news because we're all on tight time constraints. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's get started. Well, all right. To begin, Monster Hunter X. Don't, don't, don't do that. Mm-hmm. What? Don't, don't, don't yeah. slam the table? Yeah, yeah, do not do that. Oh, it's got to be like hard hitting news. I know. I used, sounding to, I used to do it a lot. Trust oh, me. Okay. You're not the first one. Fine. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Monster Hunter X has shipped 1.5 million units in only two days since its release in Japan. Yeah, they love that. They Japan. love yeah. Monster Hunter. They're it's obscene. Yeah. I mean, I love Monster Hunter too. Don't get me wrong. It's a yeah. great game. I only played one of them. It was fun enough. Yeah. It's just like I've said before, I'm not a big RPG guy. Is it's, it, it's, it's a weird RPG that yeah. doesn't follow like traditional RPG rules, it, and it, that's what bothers me about it. Yeah, it's, it, it's just time constraint. That's all my thing is. Yeah, like it, I, when I played it, it was fun. Like fight those giant monsters. And yeah, so man. Forth. It's just yeah, like it's I, a good bus game. I think it's a good game. You can just kind of yeah. like just pop in, pop out. Yeah, you I know? can see that. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. It is primarily a portable title that they sell big out in Japan, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and so far from what I've seen, almost every Monster Hunter has been like kind of different. I haven't seen a lot of details yeah. on Monster Hunter X. Uh, I'm excited to see it. Which I mean, one, like, is that the Wii U one? Uh, I think they're. I think they're bringing it to Wii U, but it's like a, it's going to be like an official 3DS release. Oh, weird. Okay. But they like they might port it over to Wii U. That's what they've done before. Yeah, so that would make sense. Like backwards though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess it's just because that's how it sells best, and that would explain why yeah. it doesn't do as well in North America. I think the I think the last one too, like because I think it was a Monster Hunter Try. I think it was on yeah. the Wii or something. Was yeah, like yeah, it yeah, was yeah. like that was actually like had like full like four player split screen support yeah, too. Yeah, so yeah. I mean that's another thing you get it for too, right? It's a good sit down with your buddies, kind of yeah, like yeah, fun yeah. little. So RPG. that's the only so, one I've played. I haven't done any of the portable ones. Have they even been available in North America? Uh, they yeah, have. yeah, Monster yeah, Hunter yeah. Three came out on 3DS. Yeah. Yeah. Four was uh, 3DS exclusive. So now look now uh, Capcom's library is kind of dwindling as of late uh is monster hunter one of the biggest sellers they have i would imagine so it's it's up there high with like i know resident evil did not do no and street fighter in all honesty i don't think does amazing if you look at the numbers well but they don't release like what like four came out what like six years ago like it's been out for a while yeah so they don't release uh street fighters like with a lot of like frequency but it does do pretty well like when it comes out it it sells yeah and i'm sure that the you know competitive game industry yeah yeah i mean realistically what else is other tekken hasn't been a thing for a while no tekken still sell this this tekken 7's coming i oh wow i could tekken 7's a thing a, a tekken happened and like i don't know um I guess Mortal Kombat is the only yeah. real competitor to it. Yeah, I hope they get some. Uh, Didn't isn't Virtual Fight Fighter making a comeback? No, I don't I think don't, so. I I'm gonna say no, but I could be completely wrong. I don't wrong. know. I thought I heard whispers about a Virtual Fighter coming back. Yeah, I don't see that happening. I do hope that they are able to do another Marvel vs. Capcom at some point. That would be I cool. Have a feeling that probably never. Happens. You know what was super underrated? Yeah. Tatsunoko vs. Capcom. That game was no, 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 no. Awesome. SNK versus Capcom. <laughs> 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 nah, man, you couldn't play as Karas. Like, I want to play as King or awesome. nothing. Yeah, that's <laughs> the greatest. Um, that one had that was like one of the last ones that I actually had like Mega Man in it, it as amazing. a playable. Yeah, I used to play that thing constantly on my Wii. Um, yeah, great yeah, game. That's as good as it gets uh, as far as fighting games go. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if um, Marvel pops up in the next um, Smash Brothers. 
I can you see think that. so? Mm, I don't know. There's no way they're going to keep him out of the fighting game arena. There's too much Marvel? money to be made. Yeah. I don't Marvel know. I, I see them doing Nintendo, their own thing. <laughs> I see them doing their own thing. Maybe a fighting game version, uh, a fighting game expansion to Disney Infinity. Yeah. So you have to have the toys yeah. to actually be able to play the fighters. That would be kind of cool, actually, because there's such a wide range of like characters you can get there. Not just the Marvel characters. Into, uh, Smash Brothers, specifically for that sweet, sweet toy market. I don't. I think I it's. Gonna, I don't think it's. I think it's going to be Disney Infinity, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Because, yeah, they would have no real reason to partner up with uh with They don't Disney, need to partner with anyone. Yeah. Disney Infinity itself sells so well for them. Mm. Just they put have partnered up with Disney for the whole, like, Nintendo yeah. theme park thing that's happening. I don't yeah. know what with Universal. Yeah. That was a long time ago. That was when Marvel was on the verge of bankruptcy. I'm talking um, um, Nintendo. You didn't hear about the Nintendo yeah, theme park no, that's going on? Wow, look at that segue. No. You actually did a good segue <laughs> no, no, for I once. I thought it was because Marvel is at Universal Studios. Ah, uh, okay, my bad. Yeah, Sorry yeah, about yeah. that. It is, no, no, no. It's, it, just, it does seem weird now that you go to Universal Studios for the Marvel park and not yeah. Disney, even yeah. though Disney owns Marvel. I'm sure they're going to move that over eventually. I don't know, because that, that, that would have been done at a time that it wouldn't surprise me if Universal owns theme park rights to Marvel in perpetuity. I don't. Nothing Marvel did was in perpetuity as long as you keep like marketing it. Yeah. So if they st- if they stop market, well then again, why would they stop marketing? It? Well, that's the thing. Like Universal Studios is not not making money. You True. Know what I mean, like they're doing fine. <laughs> that's so. Comcast now, right? I forget. Who? Because Comcast owns Universal. Does it own Universal Studios? Yeah. Okay. Be, they would be connected. For okay. Sure. So that'll because I, I mean that was the time when they were that's when they sold off Fantastic Four, X Men, oh, Spider Man. Yeah. That whole it was that era that they put the theme park together. Yeah. So I'm sure. Disney fans, and I'm sure they want it more than anyone. True. Yeah, but didn't Disney open like a part of uh, Disneyland now that's like specific? It's like the Star Wars yeah, world Star now. Wars, yeah. So it's, yeah, why wouldn't they just open up a, a Marvel universe I think area? They probably can't because of the Universal thing. That's so now, weird. Now uh, maybe they can with the movies. Yeah. <coughs> so like maybe the movie rights, like, like movie yeah, rights, like rather than specific the specific Marvel Cinematic Universe pre- characters that they do like yeah, have. Yeah, yeah, but I'm pretty sure the merchandise. There's something weird going on there. I mean, because they realistically, they could just put up a uh, Disney, like, section of Disneyland that's just, like, the Avengers shield No, they layer. can't. Yeah. If, <laughs> if it's, if it's, depends, I don't know what the contracts are. We're, we're really speculating yeah. on things. We have no yeah, knowledge. Like, but I'm sure if they could, they would. They could make a bazillion dollars just oh, by yeah. selling yeah. Iron Man action figures, and I'm sure they want to. But it's just, yeah, there must be something strange going on there with Universal still yeah. having their Marvel land and that. I don't know. Weird. Yeah. You know. Okay. okay. Anyway, in other gaming news, yeah. um, Nintendo president Tatsumi Kimishima. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said that far better than I could ever imagine. Yeah. I'm, 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 the, I'm that kind of otaku who wants to be Japanese secretly. So. Gotcha. Um, he did an exclusive interview with Time Magazine, and they touched on a lot of stuff. Right. Um, namely, that the, the, he said that the Wii U is not a failure. Um, no, it is. Uh, that they, and that they're like that. Well, I, in the way he sort of structured it, I, uh, I mean, I'm sure there's there's arguments you can made that it isn't. But unless no unless you say like we wanted to make sixty billion gajillion dollars they, and we only made five, they've so. sold like ten million of them or something nonsensically small like that. It's I mean, I guess if you want to talk as like a, like a creative outlet and something that they just like a project they wanted to do, then they don't see it as a failure because it was something that they did and they. I, I mean, sure. not every company needs to be like Square Enix and say, yeah. "Oh, it was a colossal failure because we didn't make sixty gajillion and dollars sure off the game." The amiibo market. Oh, the amiibos. The yeah. amiibos making money. Oh yeah, there you go. He touched on that briefly too. Difference in their profit margin. Said stuff about how like um, 
they basically it's it's all our faults no it's not it's not that it's not that glib but like basically like it's that they uh they got sort of like lost the focus on amiibos like the people have been buying them more as like collectibles and what they wanted them to be were like like things you used specifically in game so you would go like your buddy's house and be like oh well he's he's got all this like you know he's experiencing a totally different game because he plugged an amiibo in but no one's using their amiibos because they don't want to take them out of the packages no (laughs) they're all a bunch of stupid collectors you can only use them with one game yeah yeah they lock to your console it's so they didn't put enough memory on them they should have put more memory on those things I think it's it's yeah, but it it's sort of the, it is sort of the thing where just like they they lost the focus on like tying them into games mm-hmm. proper. Is, mm-hmm. Like I think what their idea was that they wanted them to actually like make a difference. In I'm how gonna the throw game it out there. Uh-huh. I don't think Nintendo cares. Well, I hope they do. I hope you know if, if they're fall if they're following in in uh, in Iwata's footsteps in any way. It's it's sort of like I'm gonna throw it out focus. there. People are still buying them. They're gonna keep doing the exact same thing as long as people keep buying these things. I don't know. Maybe. I can't see them like you know something going to make it work for all the games and you can don't and they're going to be in every store and they're not going to need to be collectible anymore. Uh-huh. It's going to destroy the entire market that they've just kind of built. Well, not necessarily because that doesn't like, that that sort of whole market doesn't really stand on its own two feet because you know look at Disney Infinity and Skylanders. There's no problem getting any one of those things. Go to a store, they're always there and they're not losing any money. So like, well, they're not making they're not like there are some Skylanders that are actually hard to find. Well, and people did. You have to remember, Skylanders has kind of been a steady drop off, and there are certain Disney Infinity figures that are really hard to find because they're collectible. And inte- like the which ones? Pe- um, some of the Marvel ones. Uh, but you have the fact that people don't wait in lines for since like four a.m. in the morning just in case they might get one of the figures for any of the Disney Infinity or the Skylanders stuff. They do for Amiibos, and Nintendo likes people doing that. And every company would like, if Activision could get them to do that, they would. But who cares about the new variant of the weird plant thing or the new variant of a spiral-looking dragon thing? Mm-hmm. People will care for the new Paper Mario or the Yoshi, etc. But I think, I think it's something to do also, I don't know if it's, if it's wholly in that like, oh my god, it's super rare collectible thing. I think it has something to do with the fact that like, you know, people don't want to wait in line for something like Skylanders because it's something that you need for the game and that pisses people off. No, nope, like, I don't I don't think that's the It's reason. the fact that you don't need an amiibo to play a game. It's just it's a collectible at that point. And that's yeah, exactly that, what that's Nintendo wants to steer away from. They it feels like they want to make it more like Skylanders. But, but and it, it's more As soon as they do that, people aren't going to wait in lines and Nintendo wants people to wait in lines for each new amiibo launch. But I don't really see what the difference is between some a-hole waiting in line for 6 hours to get an amiibo or just walking into any old store and getting amiibo. All the uh, money Ninten- still goes no, no. back to Nintendo. Not exactly. Because you have stock, and Nintendo doesn't want you to have stock. They want to make sure that everything they make, they sell. If they have that warehouses, just seems stupid to me. No, it's not stupid. It's it's very ingenious, it's actually. It means that you're when you make a product, you don't have that product sitting in a warehouse. You have that product going almost directly to the consumer because the store is basically a stopgap. Yeah, but then it's like you're missing out on those hard dollars that I would have paid for a no. NES figure that I can't get, and I gotta wait six months until I get yeah, one. Yeah, but you're gonna buy other figures in the meantime, and as soon as that no, NES I'm figure, because I'm only buying figures that I want, and NES and Rosalina are like the last two that I want until more Animal Crossing ones come out, and then maybe a Luigi because I got a Mario, and it just feels wrong to not have his brother standing beside him. I don't know. What do you think, Phil? Um, I mean, whatever. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> you could care less about Amiibos. We're gonna make money. <laughs> It works. Oh, I yeah, mean, they're, like, they're not going to not make money. They're Nintendo. I mean, I think they'll just keep it, as long as the collector market's alive, they'll foster it. Yeah. And, you know, like, if you think of, like, 
and if they want to make them more interactive, then they'll have the ones that are more interactive, more widely available, yeah. and yeah. keep the chase figures obscure. I don't think it's, and, and this is the thing, I don't think it's, and based on what he said, it's not that the Amiibos are the thing that's wrong, it's the games that they're making. They're not making it so that they, they don't tie into the games well enough to 100%. sort of change Yeah, the they're just kind of like, yo, do you and want that's this new what they skin? Okay. Do. Yeah, 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 totally. And that'll like, expand the market, but at the same time, like, if there's this figure that makes Smash Brothers a bazillion times better, but there's only one in, out of 250 boxes you can get it in. That's stupid. That's too. what I yeah. mean, right? Yeah. They need to so they I need to stop sort of like it seems like they're they're so I think that, I they're think, not supplying I, I to the demand. I think this isn't a matter of like uh, replacing what amiibos are now. This is expanding the market. So now they'll keep this collectible thing going, and then also have other ones that actually are required. I agree. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Because well, because and that's the, the thing with that too is that like look at like Animal Crossing uh, Amiibo Festival. Mm-hmm. Like Amiibo Festival comes with Amiibos. So there's only like there's only two Amiibos that are specific to that game, but they come with the game. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think there'll it's be hard more to of say. that. More of that. Yep. Um, other things he talked about was the whole um, quality of life movement. That uh, the thing that Iwata wanted to start with uh, stuff like the uh, Wii Fit and like the like life tracker and stuff right. like that. You know, just like games and specifically nintendo as a company like uh promoting the idea that like you know gaming should help like improve your lifestyle and help mm. improve things you do in your life and i think also like you know tying in the whole like exercise and, and having a healthy I'm gonna lifestyle. Throw it out there mm. i think that worked when the we fit first launched but i think there's so many fitness trackers and things like that right now that i don't think it matters anymore yeah, but I think with like having Nintendo as a gaming company and a specific like a company that's specific to gaming, like not like you know Microsoft who is a multimedia company that just happens to make games, like like they're they're the only gaming company that's also promoting. Hey, don't just sit on your couch all day and play video games. Go outside and take a walk, like or just stuff that might like get you a little bit more active. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I also, think that's bad. It's also, a good move on them. I and think. It also fits in their desire to be like a family console. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we fit sold because every family had one. Yeah, it was something for. That's you the know, whole reason we so sold forth. basically. Yeah, every okay. family could have one. Um, he also talked about uh, the NX being a full-on departure from the Wii and the Wii U. It's not going to be like a tie-in console. Like It's mm. going to be its own completely unique thing. While it will still use elements from the Wii and the Wii U, like the uh, gamepad and like the Wii remotes and stuff like that, yeah. it is going to be its own like standalone console, well, and it's not going to like tie into them. Then it's going to be their virtual reality machine. Yeah. Well, it might just be their Xbox One. Who knows? No. <laughs> I don't think it's, it's they're not going to go the same way uh, Microsoft did. And it's, too, and it's too late in yeah. the generation. They'll be behind. And Again. Yeah. So. Well, that, that or they need to make a console that's like on par like with like, to be like fair, as good. As it's not hard. The parts are there. If they want to just build a console, but they're going to have to do something different because the Wii and the PS4, sorry, the PS4 and the Xbox One already exist. So yeah. building another thing that's like, it's like the Xbox One, but it plays Nintendo games. And it's like, well, I have Xbox yeah. One. I don't yeah. really care. I think it's their VR. I don't know, man. I don't think it's going to be VR, but I, I think it's going to be... Yeah, because I, I feel like, okay, because how long does the, the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4 still have in their lifespan? Like, four years. Yeah, so like, if Nintendo's Maybe. already behind the curve and no one's talking about the Wii U, they need mm-hmm. to make a system that's not only going to like be, if not on par with the current-gen systems, but enough to keep up with the next-gen yeah. stuff. I don't know. I so think, like, I think like this generation is going to be long. I mean, the last one was way longer than... Seven years? It was seven years about. Yeah. yeah. But uh, here's what I think. Nintendo's going to go... starting to scratch the surface of what oh, the yeah. system can do. I'm gonna so throw I it out there. It's gonna make it to a decade. I think, oh, you know, I, th- I totally could because games haven't really improved over the last. They just no. kind of 
make it 4K, but no one cares. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I do see is I think Nintendo's going to go the mobile route because they're really pushing that mobile. He actually t- did mention that too, but yeah. I just didn't bring it up. Is that they, they're not they're not uh, they want to get they want to like get into the mobile market as sort of like as an addition to no, traditional no. gaming, no, but I'm, like they're I'm not going to focus no, on. No, it. I think they're going to make it so. I really do think they're going to kind of tie in their new like 3DS type competitor and the NX together in one kind of system. I really think they're going to do that because they've been trying to do that for this yeah. generation. And and sort of like combine that into like mobile gaming as well. Yeah. It's kind of yeah, one that sense unified me. system that allows you to like, I want to play my Mario. That's Sit down on my couch. That, that fake trailer that looked really real did. And I was like, sign me up for that. Also, <laughs> if you look at the way the gamepad's concept was basically that, but the gamepad is too tethered to the system. Yeah. So if they found... Oh, stop doing almost, that. Almost kicked over. Um, the stand is really weird. It's not like... doesn't feel like sturdy. Yeah. Uh, so I think if they kind of went with that sort of concept... I think that would be a different enough that Microsoft and Sony have kind of failed to do. Mm-hmm. Sony tried early on in the PS4 with the um, Vita. They kind of had that going on. Yeah. But then they're like, yeah. <laughs> Screw the Vita. Vita's kind of dead. <laughs> We're just going to forget that existed. Just, just start digging its grave. Let's not try to resuscitate it. I mean, they should release a mobile console that has no phone, but has G4, and it's free. Yeah, that would do it. And that's it. Just yeah. Free standard service, but it's closed service. Yeah. So it's just purely the Nintendo product. Yeah. But you have it. Well, unlimited. they make a deal with AT and T or something like that. Speaking of something like that, apparently Nintendo did file a patent for some form of uh, cloud-based gaming there device. There you go. There you so. go. But who knows? That would do it. It would be like the Fisher Price My First iPhone. Yeah. You could have a messaging system only between your Nintendo yeah. buddies. And then it then has a kind of a way to hook into your home console, so it like plugs in and the yeah. yeah. TV. Because yeah. yeah. uh, remember, the NX doesn't have a disc drive. Yep. So who, like, who yeah. knows if this will tie into the NX? Yeah, I can see that. I can see that working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and lastly, in gaming news, um, the game. I don't know if you've seen it. I know Brendan has Indivisible. Um, it's by the same company that made Skullgirls. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of like a like RPG explorative style like uh, brawler almost. Mm-hmm. Um, Basically, it uh, reached its funding goal of 1.5 million dollars on Indiegogo. There you go. And as part of the, uh, as sort of as part of the funding package, they are including as like playable teammates different uh, characters from different indie games. So Shovel Knight will be in there. Uh, Juan from Guacamole will be in there. Uh, the guy from Hyperlight Drifter is going to be in there. So a whole ton. Fun. It's going to be great. It yeah. looks amazing too. Like it looks super fast-paced and like tactical like Mm -hmm. it's really cool and skullgirls people are skullgirls people are really good like skullgirls was sort of built off a pretty solid foundation i feel that was like sort of made really well by like guilty gear and stuff like that and like blaze blue so like if they combine that like kind of like really fast-paced like combo heavy combat into like an rpg it's gonna be amazing here's the thing i never was good at skullgirls but i always thought it looked (laughs) great yeah i always tried playing him like nope i'm not good at this game at all (laughs) but it looks fantastic oh yeah that was it was amazing the art style's intact too like it just looks awesome that's it that's it for game news that's all i got Cool. Phil. All right. Yeah. Fill in that sweet, in. sweet, juicy gap. Sure. I Brendan got just got up and news. left because he's sick of movie news. Yeah, that's too <laughs> bad because I know he's going to want to talk about this thing. The first thing that we're going to talk about is it? Is it? Does it start with a K? Nope. 
Okay, uh, never mind. It is the uh, no. We'll get to that. Uh, this is the news <laughs> segment. Uh, no, it's the. Oh, thank you. It's the. Um, fine, uh, fine, right? Don't get me a drink. That's cool. <laughs> it's the, uh, the Batman v Superman. Ooh, Batman yeah. Superman. I I saw that cropping yeah. up, but I didn't you look didn't at it. it no, I haven't looked at it yet. You really should, because it looks stupid. It does like stupid good or stupid bad? Both. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. You know what? I didn't think it was gonna look. Well, what's frustrating about it is like I feel like I've seen the movie. Yeah, it, was it, it shows it way too much. Man of Steel. Yeah, unless it's like, unless they're gonna, unless they're gonna all of a sudden be like, oh, by the way, it's two movies. Guys, <laughs> then. By the way, here's Green Lantern. Yeah, I feel like I've seen the whole plot already. Yeah, they because they, they sh- it starts off where you basically you see uh, Bruce Wayne and um, Clark Kent. Clark Kent just kind of talk oh, and make having. like make quibs at each other about like actually Bruce and Clark or yes. they're yeah. oh, okay and they just like chat like oh. I uh, you guys uh, really kind of uh, yeah they're at a party hosted by Lex Luthor he's introduced to the car- together and, and he, they, and how do you feel I, about Eisenberg as he, he is the we, he is the most high pitched voice in this trailer yeah he's doing playing it very silly and yeah. it looks it, it's very clear that he's like he's worked out who they both are mm. he's introducing them to each other just to just the impetus for yeah, the whole thing just to be a dick yeah um I think he, I mean like I have to admit he looks kind of funny and I kind of like the dorky yeah uh, sure uh, and it's clear and it's I like the like the nice like Justice League animated Lex that's like like big and yeah. like kind of like but, I mean, square. It's also clear that that hair is so ludicrous because it's actually a wig and he's really bald. Like they'll get to actual Lex Luthor. Um, I'm sure of it. Hopefully, uh, but um, but I mean, but yeah. So yeah, he sets that up, and then yeah, you see that he's created the fight between them. Yep. They have uh, all that, and then he also has uh, Zod's corpse, and he's turned it into Doomsday, which makes no sense. Whoa, but whatever. Yeah. What the that doesn't make any sense at all. And Doomsday looks horribly animated. No. Really yeah, he does look really bad. He looks yeah. kind of like a Ninja Turtle mixed with a rock. Yeah, yeah. And then Wonder Woman shows up. And last minute, just like yeah. hi guys, and then and, 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 yeah, and then they're cracking jokes too. Which I was feels saying, it's like, like I've seen your job at the at the Daily Reporter. It's super. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, it's, it's not that. Yeah. But it's it's very. Um, Stop cracking. it, Bruce! You're making me batty. It's wisecracking. They're clearly like trying to be like, no, 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 we're funny like Marvel movies. Don't worry. And oh, yeah, the God. whole thing. Yet it's super broody at the same time. I know the whole thing has such a made by committee feel to it. It really and the why does Batman have a gun in this picture? Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I meant to. Yeah, he just kind of has a gun at one point. That's it's like probably. I mean, it's probably like a grappling hook or something. Who knows? No, it looks rifle. straight up like a gun. Yeah, it looks like a straight when he's like it's behind like a, with yeah, the like Wonder Woman behind with Wonder Woman in front. It looks like he just has a straight up shotgun in yeah, his arm. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. It's probably not. But <laughs> yeah, I know. Now the whole thing and and finally heard. Uh, Ben Affleck doing his Batman voice, and it's just the Christian Bale growl yep. as well. So oh, that's not no. Even going away. Yeah, the whole thing is just sort of. It's like, what do people like? Let's put all of I that know. together. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I'd be disappointed if it weren't that this was exactly what I knew what the movie yeah. was going to be. So it's just sort of. But that being said, I think it's going to do fine. I'll make a bunch of yeah. money. It's oh, called yeah. Batman versus Superman, but that doesn't mean it'll be good. V Superman. Man versus yeah. Steel made money. It wasn't mm-hmm. that great. Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Not man versus, steel. man versus Steel. Man versus Steel. It's a dude. That's a wave. Yeah, big steel girder. <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's frustrating because like I would, I really I really want to be excited about new Batman movie, 
stories because there are more stories yeah. to tell. But it's we're just gonna be stuck in this cycle for a little. But while. here's but the that's thing. Fine. But that's like the DC. Like you know, everyone's going off the whole like Nolan universe because it made a bunch of money and everyone was like critically acclaimed. And now like DC characters can't not be brood like broody. And but it, it, they're kind of semi broody in this one. That's the weird thing. They're just kind of semi-booty. They haven't done the thing that Marvel has done that I, I think where they learned that like it's we're making movies about like costumed superheroes. It's going to be goofy no matter how you do it. So like just ha- they just have fun with it. Like there's no reason why like it can't be like serious at moments because, you know, Avengers, uh, Captain America, Civil War, uh, or not, uh, not Civil War, sorry, um, Winter, Winter Soldier, Soldier. like. Mm. Like they have some really like serious moments, and mm. and and it stops to take a breath and like and you know and let mm. certain things sink in, but it's still very self-aware, and I think that's yeah. what makes it a better movie because it's about it's about superheroes. Yeah. Like you've got to have fun with it. Yeah. That being said, I do think the Marvel formula is getting wearing thin on me at least. Yeah, I mean, people still seem to like it, yeah, but yeah. I'm getting really tired of it. Well, I mean, it's Marvel. They're, yeah, they're they've always had their one thing. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, with the DC stuff, it just. <coughs> it just it should be character for character. Yeah. They shouldn't have an overall tone and be too concerned with that. No, I mean like Wonder Woman has a kind of a mystical. T- if yeah. you read the comics, Wonder Woman's kind of mystical with Greek gods yeah, showing yeah, up. Yeah. Superman's very kind of boy scouty and Batman's broody. Yeah, that is the tone of the different things. Yeah, it's just it's like Superman comics aren't broody unless you like read some of the weird like alternate universe type things. No. Uh, yeah, yeah, like Red Sun and so yeah. forth. Yeah. Most of um, Superman's always happy. I know. Oh so yeah. It's <coughs> So yeah, it's frustrating to see it happen. I mean, one can only hope that they make lose enough money that they have to retool or something. Or they just give up. Yeah, they could just give up. Not going to give up. No, it's one of my favorite things. It's actually because like because I I was one of those guys that like for a really long time was all like, oh, Superman's really lame. He's he's overpowered stuff. And then I watched um, Batman, Superman, like. Uh, public enemies, yeah. and that like totally changed my opinion on Superman. Just because the way he was just trolling Batman the entire yeah. movie was like, I was like, okay, wait, when was Superman all of a sudden a badass? Mm. Like, <laughs> it just depends on how you treat him. There's you yeah, know, yeah, all sorts of different ways. But uh, yeah, so anyway, I mean, it's just that thing just continues to depress me. It kind of does. Yeah, um, it's a real shame. Yep. All right, next one. Um, uh yeah, I, I there was a little interview with Chadwick Boseman who's playing uh, Black Panther. Sure. And he mentioned uh yeah they asked him about Civil War and he said that um his character sort of will remain because I think someone was trying to ask him like what side he was on yeah. in the Civil War thing and he said his character just sort of remains mysterious. So I'm I on Black like, Panther's side. I feel like it's gonna be don't use that voice. I feel like <laughs> um, I'll use whatever voice I want. No, no, no. no. Really, I, I, I feel like <clears throat> because the, I know that the movie opens with like a some sort of big kerfuffle with Captain America and Crossbones in country that black panther's from so i wouldn't be surprised if like they have that fight and then black panther becomes a part of it and then that's what starts to start the impetus where they're like whoa there's even more of these guys we got to figure something out yeah we're getting we're just getting out of hand i feel like he's probably gonna flow through it but um yeah just exciting to see different around him there are yeah. people asking questions about black panther never thought i'd see the day um next up uh <clears throat> interview with spielberg and he said that he's now that um uh, Disney owns all the Lucasfilm properties. One yep. of them is obviously Indiana Jones. There have been a lot of rumors about re- possibly relaunching that with Chris Pratt. And in an interview with Spielberg, he made it very clear that he owned that, like, Amblem? even though Disney own no, even though Disney owns Indiana Jones, like, he 
he is still nothing can happen without him. Right. And that he has no interest in anyone other than Harrison Ford. I thought I just saw I was on IMDb looking at what Harrison Ford's been up to and he's listed it for Indiana Jones yeah, five. You can't believe that stuff on IMDb. Oh, no. I mean, like they've been talking about that for yeah. a while, but Harrison Ford does not look healthy. People complain about that stuff a lot. But anyway, uh, yeah, no, uh, Spielberg said that he has no interest in replacing him, and that if they do, he wants to do another Indiana Jones, and they likely will, but it will be with Harrison Ford. Oh, no one else. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and that's like, you know, there's a chance that, you know, there's always a chance that they could introduce other characters yeah. and then expand it as a universe if they wanted to, but that yeah, he has no interest in, and that's kind of nice to hear. Yeah. Oh yeah, big time. Um, hopefully. Well, I mean, just, <laughs> just retcon that. It was all like, a dream. Mm-hmm. Or just mention, oh, Mutt is over in Europe. Yeah. Some, no, Indy fell asleep in front of the couch. Co- he's of the studying TV, to be a professor now. And well, I didn't feel a need to mention Sean Connery in the no, last they, one. No, they did. They had a picture on his desk. Yeah, but you could just have a picture of Sean in the back. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the fortunate thing with Indiana Jones, there's no real continuity, so they no. can do whatever they want. It could be Indiana Jones anywhere. Um, but anyway, I just I was just relieved to hear that because mm. um, that's like, one good thing. I'm not even against Chris Pratt doing an Indiana Jones thing. That could be fun. But I would, I like that they're not anxious to. Here's the thing: Harrison, revive yeah. that. I'm and really also just re- reinvent that property. I'm really why not just? I'm not a huge fan of just taking the original concept and replacing people in it because mm. sometimes it's good. Like this um, Ghostbusters version looks interesting. Mm. Yeah. But I don't know why you're calling these things the whatever property they are. It's just mm-hmm. a it's just rain recognition with nothing similar it's in it. Those sell exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Made um, money once, they'll make money forever. Yeah. And exactly. I also yeah. feel like Spielberg probably wants to make another Indiana Jones movie to make oh, yeah. it for the last one. Cause yeah. The last one was pretty been bad. Very clear that he did not have a lot of control over that. Who did? Was that George Lucas? Lucas? Yeah. Lucas. There's, I mean, the only reason it took that long to get made is Lucas insisted it had to be aliens. He wouldn't do it unless they didn't do the Christmas Skull story. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's why. Is Lucas just, a, just and then good they, job, and then Lucas? Yeah, they, and like neither Harrison Ford or uh, like since the nineties, yeah. both Spielberg and him were saying no, and then they finally reached a point where they were like, "Look, we really want to do it. Let's yeah. just do it. We'll figure it out." So George Lucas really wanted. <laughs> they should have put George Lucas like in another yeah. set where he thought he was making I know, <laughs> Indiana I know. Jones. But I mean, the joke of it all is no Indiana Jones movie made more money than that one. So oh fuck yeah, laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah, so there you go. All right, next up. Uh, Sylvester Stallone is going to produce a TV show entitled Rambo the New Blood. No. So, sure. Uh, one person doesn't want to reinvent. Stallone has no problem with it. <laughs> He's okay um, with it. Apparently not going to be connected in any way. It's just going to be a new Rambo, presumably coming back from Iraq. And uh, Is he going to be playing him? No, he won't be involved. Okay. Yeah, I feel like that blood. could be a good idea. I feel like it'll be uh, military porn for military people. Yep. Um, Wasn't that what Rambo was, kind of? No, no Rambo actually, no, was no, no, anti-war, really. kind of. No, what yeah. Are, no, what are you talking about? Rambo 2 was about him going back and winning Vietnam by oh, himself. Oh, right. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> no, it 100% always was. It just had the goofiness of being so stupid. Okay. Um, whereas I'd imagine there I was... I thought the first one sort of painted him as more like a victim of war. Than it did. It, it yeah. did. Yeah, the first one was a little bit darker, but yeah, no, in the, uh, the then it Ram- got... Rambo 2, he went back to win <laughs> Vietnam by himself, and in Rambo 3... He uh, helped the Taliban defeat the Russians. Yep. Oh, sweet. Yep. Yeah. That happened. Yeah. That I was a thing. Saw, I, never, I, I actually admittedly never watched uh, any Rambo past First Blood. They, You're you probably know, okay. Yeah. Not, to be honest, not, I don't even like First Blood that much. Really? Yeah. I just, because I kind of got in that thing where I was like, like, these are the movies I should watch because they're like, 
the quintessential action movies of yeah Yeah, you know but it's not a great movie Uh, i've never been a huge fan of them no i prefer the weird owl parody and uhf yep oh that was amazing yeah it's good stuff (laughs) um this is a weird one that chris columbus is developing a new christmas movie he of course made home alone and other things. Mm. I don't think called, I want that. I don't know how I called, feel about that. It's uh, called 1224, the date meaning Christmas Eve, and it's apparently about some brothers who find a video proving the existence of Santa, so they set a trap and then injure him and screw up Christmas for everybody. That sounds stupid. <laughs> that sounds a little bit like um, Santa Claus. the movie. Yeah, the Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds dumb. Yeah, sounds Except cool. without Tim Allen. Sounds pr- that's probably a, that's a bonus. I don't really like Tim Allen. Uh, like Other than one, Galaxy he was, Quest, he was good in in the Santa Claus. Let's let's I gotta give credit where credit. The first one, the second yeah. one, last one. I haven't, I haven't uh, seen it since I was eight, so I don't want to. Uh, I've I've watched it like yeah. last Christmas. It's it, I think it means for me, it still holds up. Like it's still like kind of an enjoyable, it, you know, because uh, sure. that was again like back. You know, Tim uh, Tim Allen was kind, I guess in his quote unquote prime mm. as a quote unquote actor. Mm. And, Does he still know, act? Does he still do anything? Uh, not I don't think so. I don't think I can't I don't know if he has been anything recently. I don't know about it. You know what I mean? But he was still like that, like that good, like sort of like you know, like uh, I would say relatable father figure. You know what I mean? He did kind of seem like the the every dad at that point. Sure. Okay. Sure. I'll give you that. I I I, I don't know. (laughs) That's at least my thought. My two cents on it. Uh, So it it works as that kind of like Christmas movie, where like you know the dad who's got to sort of accept responsibility and so we just so my understanding of that end of that movie is he forsake his family to be Santa Claus. Well, he has to because it's the better thing for him to do because his son respects him more and he gets to you know so he 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 says yo son bye I'm I'm now Santa. Well, he's walking still, out of your life. He's still around, but it's just like that's what his son wanted, right? He wanted a dad who actually like was, you know, there. And, yeah, basically. And now he's not at all. Yeah, now he's in the North Pole. <laughs> it's not that it so much that he was there; is that he was a more like like a more like you know, you're not like a layabout, lovable father. Right. Yeah, so now he's not a father at all because well, he's yeah, Santa Claus. Yeah, he's Father Christmas. <laughs> he's yeah. the ultimate father. This is a dumb ending. Yeah. It's like the ultimate evolve of. Uh, evolution. I feel uh, that that kid got off the worst. Yeah, we'll just know. all agree that he gets a bad to go movie to the North Pole whenever yep. he wants and hang out with all these magical. How will he do that? Uh, his magical dad, who is Santa Claus, flies his reindeer to his house, picks him up, flies back to the North Pole. How does he get in touch? I mean, a they phone. Ha- they have phones. They have oh. the internet over there. I, I, I I'm. He skeptical. set up a Wi-Fi connection. I'm, I'm skeptical on this this Christmas-based internet <laughs> system. <laughs> mm-hmm. This sounds like folly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All righty. Next up, um, video came out this week that sort of elliptically suggested that Peter Jackson is going to direct an episode of Doctor Who. I know. It was cool. interesting. Which I thought was cool. I think it's cool. And he directed a little short. <laughs> totally, is he getting yeah. to work on the next Tintin movie? Because I want to see that happen. I That's not good. That's I never going to happen. They're not going to. I mean, really? it made enough worldwide that I they could he, I justify th- it, but I feel like... I thought he dead. said that he was in... The, the initial plan that he came up with for Tintin was a trilogy, and he put it on hiatus to work on The Hobbit, and yeah. he said once he was done, he was going to get back to Tintin. That's what they yeah. said. But, that, but Tintin also, like, it did fine worldwide, but it made no money in North America. And yeah, I don't really. know if there's much interest in reviving that. Yeah. That's a bummer, man, because it was a, it was it a cool good. movie. I and lot, I was a yeah. huge Tintin fan growing up. Like, I loved the book. Yeah, I liked it a lot, and I didn't even like Tintin growing really? up. I just I thought it was incredibly well made. Yeah, I don't know if he necessarily will. Um, I like that he's doing a Doctor Who episode just because I like the idea of him doing something small mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Like, my favorite movies of his, obviously, the Lord of the Rings movies are great, but my favorite movies of his are all the ones he did before that. Like, Agreed. Like, Taste and Brain Dead yeah. and uh, oh, yeah, the Brighteners and 
I like Heavenly the creatures. I love the Frighteners. Yeah. Love it. Um, so Underrated. I would like him. Yeah. So I, I, if this means that he, because he also, you know, like Sam Raimi keeps threatening, keeps saying threatening, keeps saying that he would like <laughs> to do a uh, smaller horror movie again, and that's what I'd like him to do more than yep. anything else. So if this is a step into working on smaller stuff again, I'm all for that because like he killed Lord of the Rings. Don't get me wrong, but I, I would rather. The see Hobbit was bloated. It. Yeah. It was yeah. St- stupid and. And like lovely. It was a giant cartoon. It's been it's been rough for quite a while. It's pretty well since Lord of the Rings for him. So mm-hmm. I like to see him getting back to basis. All right, next up, uh, Melissa Roden- Rosenberg, the showrunner at Jessica Jones, uh, says they're not sure if they're going to do a season two. Really? Really? Yeah. Which is not the result of it not being unsuccessful because obviously yeah. it's already oh yeah off the onward thing. I think it's just more the plan because what. <laughs> because their plan is, yeah, like the second season of Daredevil's done. Yep. They're going to do that. They're going to do um, uh, uh, Nick Fury. Yep. Is that it? No. Uh, n- no. Um, he's on Jessica Luke Cage. Cage. Luke Cage. And then uh, Iron Fist and then a combo uh, show. That I thought they gave up on Iron Fist. Uh, no, they have not. Um, they just haven't announced anything in a while. Margaret Marvel's gotten very uh, quiet about announcing things um, after they announced everything for five years. Yeah. Um, but that's very much still happening. So, so I guess, imagine. and I understand it for a couple reasons. Number one, um, like Luke Ch- Cage is going to have Jessica Jones on it as a main character, obviously. Yeah, so, so that can't not happen. Um, and also, they kind of did all the best stuff. Like there aren't many Jessica Jones comics. There's thirty. Oh wow! And they kind of did all the best stuff in the first season. So. I'm sure. Know, I'm not to say, that's not to say they couldn't come up with interesting other things to do. Yeah, but given I think the setting too, I'm sure that at some point, even like maybe in like Daredevil's third season, they could make an appearance. Well, that's the thing is like once it, this is a universe, they can all start cross pollinating. I mean, because it's not like a movie where you can only fit in two characters. Like Jessica mm-hmm. Jones could be in everything. Um, so I, I, it doesn't by any stretch of the imagination mean it's the end for the characters. They yeah. just have no immediate plan, which makes sense. Like I was surprised that they're doing the second season of Daredevil even. Um, oh, that one, that one, that one had answers you needed answered. For sure, oh, yeah. they didn't get to. There, there's way more stuff to do with Daredevil. Um, and now they clearly just based on watching Jessica Jones have more money to do these. Oh things, yeah, which will be very important for Daredevil. And uh, yeah, and I'm, you know, she'll factor into Luke Cage, and since Luke Cage and Iron Fist are buddies, she'll factor into that. So it'll be fun. And she's married Jones. in the comic. She's married to Luke Cage, mm-hmm. right? And they have a kid, but I don't think they're going to jump on that. No, um, that seems kind of against the tone they're building. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I love Jessica. I haven't finished Jessica Jones yet. But I've been meaning to get started on I it. I loved it yeah. enough that I think it may even be better than the comic, um, which is impressive. Uh, so, yeah, so that's sad, yet in the end of the day, not really that sad news. All right, um, so that's that for movie news. Okay. And, yeah, so as this is the point when I should be talking about this week's movie, uh, which is Krampus, mm-hmm. but unfortunately they're not screening Krampus uh, for critics, uh, so I, I, I have not seen it. Okay, and therefore can't review it. Um, yeah, it's never it's, a good sign. Well, that's the thing is like my initial feeling with it is that yeah, I should be concerned about my beloved Krampus movie being horrible. <laughs> um, but I actually, I yeah, no, I mean I don't know. I'll find out, and that's certainly a big chance. But listen, I, it was it was horrible out of the gate because it wasn't the American Dad Krampus mm, singing soul and being all heartbroken and being so. really deep, and that I was amazing. So. <laughs> okay, my, no, that's like my favorite episode of American Dad. Like it's the best one. I suppose so. <laughs> um, but my feeling is more that um, I honestly think uh, 
they were pushing Krampus really hard in the spring and summer. They were, and yeah. Now that it's Christmas and Krampus is coming, they should be pushing it harder, and they're not. And I honestly think it's they're concerned about alienating the war on Christmas yeah. people. Um, because that's, that's stupid. I mean, it is stupid, but let's face it. I mean, they made a movie about a Christmas demon. Like, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. And one that, and one that, you know, the Christmas. But they made a million movies like where Santa is the one who comes and murders you, like. Mm. And they kind of put us as those at the yeah, time. Rare exports came out what, like five years ago? Yeah, like, but that was a foreign film that no one saw. Um, <laughs> like the last really mainstream Christmas horror movie that came out, uh, or the sort of the biggest, or most notorious one um, through a studio, was Silent Night, Deadly Night. And yeah. They protested that. Yep. There were, were burned prints. Like it's it's it's, it's very common, not Christmas horror. Yeah, like well, there are I mean, there's, there's, a, yeah, there's Black there's Christmas, a, yeah, but Black Christmas. Black Christmas. Yeah, that's Black what Christmas. I was thinking there's of. There's a bunch of them, and there's but ones that are like set on. Christmas. To be fair, but that didn't involve Christmas. That was just a serial killer. It was set on Christmas. Yeah, yeah. it was just set on Christmas. But there was no Christmas involved. And other that than was before War on Christmas. Yeah, that exactly. Was thing that was when horror movies were stuff that we didn't talk about. We yep. just went to see them. Um, but I guess, that, I, guess so right. I, I really do think that it's just, you, that, and particularly with it being a studio, I think that they just are nervous about releasing yep. and they they're trying to, you know, get the publicity they can without getting bad. Now is no is Krampus supposed to be a horror movie or comedy? It has some comedy it's elements. A horror movie with it, comedic elements. Okay. Um, but and so I think that's what's going on. I can't be certain. I mean, the other thing is that like Michael Doherty also made Trick or Treat, and he had. Um, even worse experience getting that one out when the studio saw it and realized they were killing kids and stuff. Yeah. It didn't even come out for two years and when it did it went straight to DVD. Mm-hmm. So it's not uncommon. So I'm hoping that it's a similar scenario with this where he's just having like got the studio excited and then they realized what they had in the Christmas season and they got nervous. Yeah. But we'll see. I'll find out. I have though I did read um, and I think this is on online at this point um, I did there was a tie-in comic that set it up okay, that I yeah. read that I reviewed and uh, I enjoyed it. My, yeah, Michael Doherty sort of came up with the stories. His co-screenwriters wrote it. Different artists drew it. Um, and it's sort of a little anthology of, like, kind of tales from the crypt uh, style morality horror stories. That's cool. Um, yeah, All around Krampus? About Krampus? Yeah, yeah. So you get a sense of what his Krampus is. It's sort of, yeah, like a deity. And then his, he has these helpers, which are all sort of perverted monster versions of, you know, like toys and elves whatnot. and toys and so forth, um, and which you see in the trailer. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I liked it. That was clever. The first story was like a, a drunk mall Santa. Um, it was all people who had sort of been, who, who had um, kind of disrespected the Christmas spirit and then uh, Krampus So Krampus is basically up. the good guy. Kind of. He's, not protecting, not really. he's protecting Christmas. He's killing people and so forth. <laughs> so it's, you gotta do what you gotta do it's a yes at and Christmas. No. It's a yes and no situation, certainly. I, I liked it. I mean, the writing in some was uh, some of the stories is better than others. I mean, they're all very short. And it did have an ending to it that I want to want to get into, but... Spoiler um, alert. Go I mean, for I'm it. I'm not going to mention it, no. Um, <laughs> but it was simply because I think it's going to be the ending of the movie, too. Oh, okay, never and mind it was an interesting... I think it's in terms of how Krampus works. And I thought it was an interesting idea. Like, I didn't see it coming. Yeah. But it also, in a way... I don't know. I'll be curious. If that if that's what the movie is, I'm curious to see how it will work. Yeah. Um, because it might feel disappointing. It, interestingly, makes it a more appropriate Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. But it's just kind of a bummer as a horror movie. Oh. Um, and I won't say more, um, because I don't know if that's what the movie's going to be. Um, and you want to spoil it. Was. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. But, I mean, it caught me off guard at first in a good way, where I was like, oh, it's kind of clever. And then after, I was like, oh, but... So, <laughs> we'll, yeah. say, we'll, yeah. so we'll see. <laughs> but um, it did manage to make me more excited. Um, it was sort of the tone that I've wanted. I mean, I've just wanted a Krampus movie for the longest time. Yeah. Which is not to say that there aren't Krampus movies. There isn't are. There, isn't yeah. there, there's not good ones. Isn't there that 
Christmas uh, Horror Story. Yeah. Yeah. Which they got to be pissed that Krampus came out and stole their thunder. Yeah. Um, but, because, <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's this year. And I haven't seen that yet. I've only heard good things, but I haven't checked it out yet. That's an anthology uh, thing, and Krampus, I think, plays a role in it. Um, but, so anyway, it's a weird thing. I don't quite know what's going on. I'll certainly, like, I'm going to go see it after yeah. recording this. We'll have a review up uh, for Friday. and uh, So, the day you're listening to this podcast, yeah, 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 tomorrow, yeah. So today. So, now it will, it'll yeah. exist. It'll be there. Um, but, uh, well, yesterday. So, you know, we'll see. I'll, ta- I'll talk about it next week. But it's a weird scenario. Because they, well, what was interesting about it is normally when I approach the studios yeah. about this stuff, they're like, yeah, no, it's not happening. Sorry. Yeah. Um, with Universal, I, they didn't know until this week. So that's what makes me think it's purely uh, they just don't know what to do with yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and that's a shame for the movie um, in terms of its box office potential and how it's being handled right now. But I, until I see otherwise, I'm viewing it as a good thing. I'm viewing it as they made an awesome, weird, yeah. dark Christmas horror movie. And yeah. I mean, I feel like Universal's scared. You make a movie about a demon of Christmas. I feel like you should he's just not really a, to He's that. not really a demon, though. Well, he, he looks, he looks he like... Demon? Yeah, he's yeah, a demon. The Krampus myth is... It's like... He's like Santa's evil side or something. Yeah, it's no? like pre... It's like before um, the, yeah. the the Judeo-Christmas the Christian yeah. version of uh, Christmas that we know. And essentially, uh, Krampus was a parallel spirit to St. Nicholas yeah. before Santa. And the way that it worked... And they still celebrate this in uh, Germany and some other uh, countries mm. in that area. And basically, yeah, Krampus was an evil spirit who would come uh, the uh, December fourth, like it was winter solstice yeah. before Christmas. So it was the day before Saint Nicholas came yep. to give gifts to the good. He would come and punish the yeah. naughty. Um, so you wouldn't like kill them. You just like shake his chains. Well, and I mean, it's old. Spank them with no, it's sticks. Old, it's old timey. Like yeah, it's a weird children horror. So it was in totally potential that he could. Steal okay, the then yeah, yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah, no, it totally fits. That's what's interesting about. It. I mean, like the thing about it is that like it's so old and undocumented that it's like there are various versions. Of yeah, Krampus, yeah, there are various versions of the myth, but that's the most basic consistency. Um, so that's what's interesting. So that's why it's it's one of the Krampus is one of those things. Like when you first hear about it, you're like, how has there not been a great horror movie out of this? So really? it's cool that they're finally doing it. And I think Doherty's the guy because Trick or Treat felt like. An old-fashioned '80s latex horror movie. Yeah, that's what I want for my Krampus movie. No, that's what I'm saying, man. So if you're making a movie about yeah. about a Christmas demon, mm. it's like, why don't you just commit to that? Who cares what all these like Christian zealots well, are totally going to talk about it. and but, I mean, well, complain about? I think I think what it is. I think that was the how they sold it, and that's how they got it made, and that's how it came out. And I think when uh, November first rolled around. And millions of people lost their minds because Starbucks's Christmas cups weren't Christmassy enough. Yeah, they realized I never understood that. were in trouble. I, know. That's, I mean, that's the level of nutbag we're dealing with. Yeah, here. yeah, we're and I people, get that. We're but not people I've... who we can be like, but it's a movie, it's fun. It's a like, no, you're trying to destroy Christmas, and this is the biggest destruction of Christmas of all time. Now you're saying there's no Santa, there's a demon. This is Christmas. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like you know what, commit to it at that point. Be like, yeah, we are. Eat it. <laughs> I think. Well, I think I unfortunately, you know. As movie studios are owned by micro multinational companies, so that a lot of you know who's putting this stuff one to deal with. Universal, so that's Comcast. Yeah, so it's yeah, totally. So it's through Legendary, the God, the Godzilla, okay, um, Jurassic World company. So I, yeah, that's that's my hope. It could just be that the movie's a hunk of crap and they're just embarrassed of it. This like this is awful. We don't know how yeah. to fix this. Uh. So it could be that too, um, or it could be a kind of a mix of the two where. The original cut that the director did was really mm. good, mm. but the studio's like, "Well, we have to cut this down." Oh, what well, we did, this is bad. I now. know it's really, it's weird. It's very, very weird. There's like three options for movies nowadays. Yeah. The studio gets involved and it becomes a giant mess yeah. because they cut out like 
story elements that make the thing make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it's just too risque, yeah. or it's, it's hard, just dumb. It's hard to say because, like, Michael Doherty has been has as as much as he's had the opportunity to sell it, he's been selling it in a way that he's happy about. Yeah, I don't know, like. He would be he would be distancing himself if he didn't feel that way, and um, yeah, the cast were all on board, so it's weird. It's like they just and they still are marketing it. It's just now exclusively target marketing through the internet. Yeah, we've only seen it on YouTube. Of, yeah, and you see it there constantly. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just they're doing everything they can. Do not be in front of the exactly. Yeah, to just notify the right people and hope that it catches on that way, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah it's interesting smart to too. The, you know what? Like, like you know, people. Kind of, they they don't realize like stuff spreads like wildfire on YouTube and totally. on Reddit and like you know you can you can have the kind of publicity you need yeah. just going through like Reddit and yeah. stuff like that and that that like that a billion dollar like marketing campaign could do just the same yeah so I think that's what they're going for that's my optimistic hope well well, we'll you well out. by the time yeah. we should probably stop discussing it because yeah, yeah, people yeah. can just by read the time, it. well no yeah, yeah yeah you'll know by now but it's just a weird read the review while you're listening to this yeah totally it's just a weird thing right now so um, we should we should. Talk. We have about five minutes. Do you want to talk about uh, Far Cry Primal? Oh yeah, I guess so. So I got to play that today. Yeah, uh, that? little demo thing. Uh, so far, I mean, it's it's okay. It's it's uh, the modern Stone Age FPS, really. Okay. <laughs> like you know, it's uh it's set in the in the like prehistoric era when uh, man and di- and not dinosaur man and like you know woolly mammoth yeah. or and Jake Soda. Yeah. Um, we're you know knocking around and doing stuff. Um, basically, like out of the like vertical slice that I got to play, yeah. you uh you you get to like raid a, a camp of like you get to, I, you get to raid Neanderthals multiple camps. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get that far because after I raided the first camp and the and the game sort of like rolled the trailer and it's like uh-huh. this is Far Cry Primal and I was kind of like there was no direction given to me so I was like okay I guess I'm just wandering around the wilderness for the next to be 20 very minutes. it's it's a you have an hour to play a single game. You're not going to get enough to really. Well, yeah. I mean, some other direction would have been nice. Like, okay, now go like kill I mean, this guy. I mean, or something. It, and if you go to the map, it it gives you quests. Does it? Yeah. Oh, well, that's dumb. Sounds kind of fun. <laughs> Should though, load like up my next. Yeah, yeah, no, it was it was it was it was it was tight. It was pretty. Uh, it was pretty enjoyable for what I. Uh, I got a it, uh, the fire mechanics were really interesting. Yeah, uh, I like you can. T- the big thing they're announcing now is you can tame animals. Mm. So you want like you want a bear. Feed it some thing and yeah, tame the bear. It's, and I, you can use them as weapons and just like send them yeah. out and attack people. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was okay like that. I felt like it, there was sort of a missed opportunity because one of the people that was there was like talking about like, oh, I love the I love the way it feels like, you know, that the, the animal's like a partner to you and it's like a thing and it's not just like mm. some item. And I was like, it couldn't feel less like an item. As soon as my animal died, I just went and found mm. the next one and gave him <laughs> some meat. Okay, here's my new best friend. Like... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I felt like there could have been, like, a, a way of, like, you know... Because, yeah, and then it's, like, you tame a wolf as easily as you tame, like, a bear, right? Mm. So there's no, like, feeling like like that these things are bigger than you so that, like, they're not immediately threatened by you or, like, mm. they're not immediately, like, I mean, like they taken... Like, to be fair, if you, food, if you right? don't tame them very well, they kill you really quickly. Yeah, like, but the saber-tooth kills you in, like, a few seconds. It's not hard to sneak up to one and just no. throw some meat, and it's like, okay, it's looking at the meat now. I'll just go tame it. Like, mm. it felt like if they had done, like, varying degrees of difficulty for taming things, yeah. and even, like, a sort of, a, like, a... Like, you know, like, in uh, in World of Warcraft, how you, like, sort of gain a companion and then, like, you nope. level that up individually mm. and stuff like that. Like, I have no idea what that's like. That's... Uh, the druids could do it. You get an animal, um, you tame it, it 
it becomes like your partner, then you level it up, level it up individually. I felt like they did something like that, where like you had to sort of like get an uh, yeah. a, 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 a partner animal, and then like mm. it had like varying degrees of trust, and like it wouldn't listen to you right away until you like went out with it more and did something. Yeah. it was mm. a missed opportunity there because now yeah, the animals just feel like items basically. Mm. Um, I did like the open world they had. Yeah, it looks gorgeous. Like I, I did know, like but the that's fact to be expected. Nowadays, I did like the I fact think. you have like. Um, you have different areas you can go into. So you have a grassland. You have like a yeah. wintery area. There's like a big chunk of the ice. And because you are a dude in like pelts, mm. the cold you actually get cold damage by being in the cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if you're like in like just the snowy tundra too long, you'll get like a bit hurt. Mm. Cool. Um, it bugged the crap out of me how everything was press and hold. I hate that. Like every yeah. no thing was like you walk up to a corpse and just press square <laughs> to search. Like you had yeah. to press and hold everything and like. But, but oh I did. God, I did love the fact so you can. Mad. If you see it, you can go there. So if, like I was like, I want to go across this lake. I just swam across the lake. Yeah. Um, I did like the fact that you have all these wandering tribes and you kind of it's how you. <laughs> I killed like five innocent tribes just because I saw them. And I was like immediately, they're bad guys. Kill them. <laughs> uh, to be fair, most of them were. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> it, it is interesting that you can take camps, and as you get more camps in the world, you can fast travel between the camps. So they're basically like you know the towers and right. in, yeah. Of yeah. uh, Assassin's Creed and all that other stuff. So, I mean, Far it, it feels like it's working really well, um, but then again, it's a vertical slice, so it's really hard to yeah. judge what. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's very little storyline. It was just basically like, take this camp, trailer, yeah. go do things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It felt to like to me, it felt it felt too much like things that had already been done to justify not only uh, another Far Cry a year after release, because apparently Ubisoft never heard the term familiarity breeds contempt, mm. but you know. Um, for like, if it's a full version, like eighty dollar game, I wouldn't spend the money on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it would have to either end up like on sale or something because, like, just although like the only thing that might make me go, well, maybe I'll buy it is because not a lot of games have that setting, right? It's one of the very, very few that actually like took that setting. But then again, I mean, you look at it and it's like there's nothing that to me separates a world like that from a world like Skyrim. Like yeah. they almost look identical. Yeah. But that being said, I do I do like the the kind of uh, the pre uh, civilized language they're using. So it's yeah, like they're not just speaking English. They're That's speaking. That's true. That oh, was okay. and they did apparently they they did a lot of research in getting like that kind of like um, what was it? Um, uh, I want to say um, like Mayan, like prehistoric, okay. like Mayan roots and stuff like that. So it it it's it's they didn't just like cool. make up a new like language, right? They did a, lot, yeah. a whole bunch of research, and and to to its credit, you know, I have my things about Ubisoft, but mm. they typically they do do their research when they yeah. when they um, yeah. I mean, games. it honestly feels it's uh, it's still too hard to say because open world game you can never play an open world game for yeah, an hour exactly. and say this game's gonna be the best game ever unless it's Witcher Three. Uh, but I think they've done a lot of interesting things. They've taken the Far Cry formula and put it in a new way, and I do love the fact you can have animals. Yeah. yeah. And you can ride a woolly mammoth. Yeah. That's pretty they fun. don't yeah. tell you that because you can't tame the woolly mammoth, so I just like walked right by it, and I was like, well, this is bullcrap. <laughs> but you can, you can ride your bear if you want to get on your bear and ride that's it. That's cool. Right off the bat. Cool. You can bite, ride your bear? Yeah, I saw it. It was in the trailer that they showed. You can I get on your bear and ride it. I didn't know you could do that. Um, <laughs> but no, it was, it was fun. It was interesting. I think you can ride the saber-toothed cat as well, too. Or there's like an offshoot of the saber-toothed cat. Okay. That yeah. you can get. Cool. I would like it since um, I can't... Uh, right, since I can't talk about Krampus or anything, yeah. like, there's one movie I could recommend really okay. quick. Okay, cool. Um, which is uh, a documentary. It came out... Um, you guys probably heard of it even. It came, it came out in... America in October was just coming out in Canada this weekend, and that's uh, All Things Must Pass, the documentary about Tower Records. Okay. Oh, yeah, I heard about that one. And uh, 
it was it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it's uh, it, it, yeah, it's an interesting like sort of look at the co- rise and the collapse of the music industry right. from the but like doing it from the perspective of merchants as opposed to you know like embittered artists who are still billionaires. I yeah, think it was a way better way to go. And it was kind of fun yeah. just to see how. Um, obviously didn't know anything about how Tower Records yeah. came together, how so much of it was just circumstance. Like, they, the guy who created Tower Records just o- decided to open uh, uh, his own record store, but he did it in uh, San Francisco in mm. the late 60s, oh, wow. which was, like, the perfect place to yeah. open up a gigantic record store and make a bazillion dollars. And then they went to <laughs> Los Angeles, and uh, that became, like, the center, because they were making them physically larger than anywhere else, it became, like, the center of both Los Angeles yeah. music industry. And then, like, the only reason they ended up in Japan is because there was shipping error, and the guy went over and was like, hey, we should try a store here. And then it happened to be Japan. <laughs> it just happened to be as Japan was getting obsessed with American culture. Right. So, like, they said something, they made $70,000 the first day in the Japanese That's ridiculous. Store. Like, people were lined up around the block. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, it's just this interesting where, like, because they came along in an era where, like, you know, went to, like, cassettes yeah. and then CDs. So, like, every year they were making more and more and more because they were finding new ways for people yeah. to um, rebuy the same know, rebuy the same song. So it just was this incredible explosion. And then all of a sudden it was like in, I think it was something like in 1999, they had profits over a billion dollars. Yeah. In 2001, they were bankrupt and closed. Like it was Com- fully fast. bankrupt? Yeah, it was that fast. Now, it was, part of it was like they were making, they were treating the business like it was still growing exponentially and they like took out all sorts of ill-advised loans to open up oh, all okay. over the world in places oh, wow. where they shouldn't have. Um so it just like collapsed suddenly, but it was, but it's fun how it came together because literally everyone that ran the business um, had started as a clerk in one of the stores. Oh wow! Like they didn't hire any outside people, and they like always everyone that had that owned any one of them had complete control over over how to run it. Oh how to weird! Design it and all their their like everything that they did overall as a company all came out mm. of individual people in individual places. So wow. it was a fascinating sort of like little story of it, and very funny because it's all these like yeah. hippies. Um, and then, obviously, incredibly uh, sad and sudden. That's crazy. Gone. But uh, it's still thriving in Japan, oddly. Is it? Cool. Yeah. They have 85 stores in Japan, I believe. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. So it's still doing well there. Um, but, yeah, I, I found it really, really well done. And, uh, yeah, if that's something that interests you in any way, uh, I would definitely check it out. So it's definitely playing theatrically in Toronto, and then I believe it's on uh, on demand and, cool. and other such services. So Sounds check good. That out. Okay. We should uh, wrap up there because mm-hmm. we're at almost about an hour. Uh, so as always, you can follow us on Twitter at CGMagOnline. You can follow us on Facebook at Comics Gaming Magazine. Uh, and you can follow us all individually. I'm BFR26. Phil is... At that Phil Brown. And... Ninja Jordan underscore. Yeah, he really has to fix that. No, I will not. Now I'm committing to it. The underscore <sighs> is a key component at the end of my name. That's weird. Okay, <laughs> uh, from everyone here at CG Magazine, have a good weekend. And, um, yeah... Peace. Enjoy the. Hopefully, you enjoyed the video game awards, which we have apparently already seen, but have oh not yeah. seen. We live in the future. Yeah, we live in the now. We, we're not talking about it because we just don't want to. Yeah, no, it's, dude. We want to keep, per, you know, keep the mystery together. Yeah, okay. We don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, no. I have a good, we know that Shaq Fu is gonna happen at the game awards. So, yeah. oh, okay. Have a good one, everyone. Bye.